Right. Um, it's kind of loud, huh? No? Yeah. I'm scaring myself here. Anyway. Yeah. I, I might get afraid when I hear myself. Anyway, I hope you guys are here to uh, receive what God has for you. This is some. No, I tried that one. I think it's this one. No, I don't know. That's okay. You know what? It's all good. Okay. All right. So today is a good day because we're in the house of the Lord, right? It's always a good day to be in the house of the Lord. Um. And uh, I know one thing for sure that God had prepared our hearts. And uh, we should be perfect because he is perfect. And I don't mean the perfect perfection that the world talks about, but the perfection that the word speaks about, that we are made whole in Christ Jesus. Dear Heavenly Father, we just thank you right now. We thank you that you have prepared our hearts, Father God, to receive your word. I thank you, Father God, that you are such a gracious God, a merciful God, that we can stand before you. And again, like I said, in right standing, that we have the right to speak to you, we have the right to commune with you, and fellowship, Father God, that you walk and you talk with us. Just as you did in the, in the Garden of Eden, you walked and talked with Adam in the coolness of the day. And so to us this day, Father God, we just thank you, give you all glory and honor in Jesus' name, amen. All right, okay. So it says here, is that be, be you perfect, even as your Father, which is in heaven, is perfect. That's what I was talking about, okay? But that's not what I'm going to talk about, okay? And I apologize, I did not give you no scriptures. But what I'm, I'm going to start off with Matthew 5.44. Matthew 5.44. Okay, Matthew 5.44, what does it say? It says, but I say unto you, love your enemies, bless them that curse you, do good to them that hate you, and pray for them which despitefully despitefully use you and persecute you. That's a tall order. And what I'm, you know, Alex always asks me, I always say this, he, what's the title? So today the title I put here, I don't know if it matches, but it matched this morning, okay? So it's an opportunity of change with great results. See, there's, there's things that, that we will experience you know, Jesus said that trials and tribulations shall come. So when it comes, we should not be surprised because he already told us it's coming. Trials and tribulations shall come. But out of these situations, out of these trials and tribulations, our actions or our reactions or even our non-actions it's going to determine the outcome. 
right? It's going to determine the result. And, and depends on, on what we expect. Well, I shouldn't say what we expect. Based upon what we should do, based on the Bible, what the Word says, we should get good results. Okay? We should get good results. And, and like I said, um, you know, the Bible says, Jesus said that we should pray for our enemies. Okay? People that use us persecute us, and right now, that's what's happening. The body of Christ is being attacked. You know, there was a time of old where, where, where uh, a gentleman was being attacked, and his name, I don't know if you guys know him, his name was Job. Okay? Job was under a lot of persecution, not only from within, but from without, from people around him. And uh, he was talking kind of crazy. You know, he was saying a whole bunch of stuff. And the people were saying a whole bunch of stuff too. You know, sometimes, you know, if we close our mouth, we might sound intelligent. You know, silence can make us seem smart. Okay? But sometimes when we talk too much, it, it kind of screws us up. And it was Job. And then there was these three, three brothers, I don't know if they were brothers, um, Shadrach, Meshach, Ab Abednego, okay? And then there was another guy, his name was Daniel. All these guys had problems. All of them had problems, serious problems. I mean, Job lost everything. He lost everything he had. And, and people questioned him, you know. They were saying a lot of stuff about this dude, man. And, and his trials and tribulations cost him a lot. It cost him, like I said, his family. And as he was going through his, his misery, if we turn to um, Job, if we turn to Job 42, Job 42. You know, it's coming to the end of this whole story of Job and, and, and everything that he was going through. Uh, you know, but there, there was a turning point in his, in his uh, situation. And in, in verse 42, I mean, chapter 42, verse 10. It says here, and the Lord turned the captivity of Job when he prayed for his friends. Also, the Lord gave Job twice as much as he had before. You see, when Job prayed for his friends, his friends, because they were really railing on him. They were telling them all kind of stuff. They even thought he was a sinner. They're implying that he was a sinner. But, but when, when he prayed for his friends, God gave him twice what he had lost. That's a good deal, right? That's, that's a really good deal. All you got to do is pray for your enemies. Pray for the people that persecute you. Pray for the people that use you. And you'll be blessed. That's a B, right? All right.
that was a good job. You were successful in dropping that book about it. No, <laughs> <laughs> no. Nah, nah. See, I think she, yep, there's, there's a, there's some persecution right there. And they, they took him <laughs> out. All right. So anyway, Job, Job prayed for his friends and, and things turned around for him. You know, that's the kind of God we serve. You know, we get into situations and we think, man, this is it. I, I remember being in a lot of that situations where I felt that that was it. You know, um, you know, one of the things that the justice said earlier that um, she was questioning her worthiness. And I don't think there's anybody in here that never did that. We've all questioned our worthiness worthiness at some time in our life. Like for me, it's like many times in my life. Couldn't figure out, you know, well, like Paul said that, you know, he, sa he says, this is the way I say it. You know, I knew the right things to do. My intent was to do the right things, but I never did them. And every time I tried to do the right thing, I always ended up doing the wrong thing. See? And that's normally our lives when we're not understanding who God is in our lives. You know? Because the Word of God says that I can do all things through Christ. It's not through me. It's through the one that lives in me, that dwells in me. You know, and, and I was talking about the, the, let's see, let's go to Daniel 3. Again, you know, we might think what we're going through is, uh, is, is the hard times, right? So we're going to go to Daniel 3. And, and what, I'm, what I'm, again, what I'm talking about is that opportunity of change with great results. Opportunity of change with great results. Job had a great opportunity. He could have continued in his whining. But in turn, he prayed, and God blessed him. Okay, so now we're going to go. You guys know Shadrach and his, and his band? See, they were, they were all sold out to God. And, and sometimes we're sold out to God, and there's some obstacles that come in our way. There's some people that tells us that, you know, you can't serve your God. Not the way you're doing it. You got to do it my way. And so that was the situation with these three three guys. And if we go to verse uh, 29, um, this is a time where um, the king Nebuchadnezzar told the people to uh, light the fire, what it was like, five times hotter than what it should be. And he told those three guys, and the reason why they threw him in the furnace is because they didn't want to bow down to the king. The natural king, the world king. They didn't want to bow down to him. They wanted to only bow down to God and only pray to God. And, and there were some people behind the scenes manipulating the king. And, and was, was trying to, well, actually, the bottom line was they were jealous of Shadrach, Meshach. They were jealous of him. And so they were trying to find a way that they could get to them. And so what they did is they conned the king, and they, the king threw him into the furnace of fire. And they said, burn, baby. But what happened is that 
the king went and, and the king asked a really strange question. He said, didn't we throw three people in there? And then he said, he said that, hey, but there's four. And the fourth one is the son of God. Now, this is the king saying this. So when this happened, and of course, everybody thought that these three gentlemen were going to die. But in 29, it says, therefore, this is what happened after they came out of the fire. Therefore, I make a decree that every people, nation, language which spake or speak anything against the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego shall be cut to pieces and their homes shall be made a dunghill because there is no other God that can deliver after this sort. There is no other God that can deliver like Shadrach's God. And then in verse 30 it says, and the king promoted them in the province of Babylon. That's a furnace of fire happening here. So, um, so you see, here is three guys. It's not being wavered. They don't waver to the pressure of what the government is doing. Nebuchadnezzar is the government, and he wanted them to serve God his way, and they refused. But you see what happens when you stand on God, you, when you stand on the principles that God has given you, look at that. People recognize who you're serving. And look at the, the king made a decree. The king made a law that you can't speak against Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego's God. It would be unlawful. How awesome is that? Okay? And then it also goes to say that they were promoted. They stood on what they believed and never wavered, and they got promoted. That's great results, right? The opportunity of changes resulted in great results. If we stand on what God tells us, there's no doubt. I mean, there's proof in the word that he will be right to his word. He'll honor what he's saying. If he did it for these three guys, if he did it for Job, he'll do it for us. But, you know, sometimes you need more proof, right? They say three is a good evidence, right? If you can prove that it's done three times, it's got to be real. So we're going to go to Daniel, another Daniel, Daniel 6. We're going to go to Daniel 6. Now, you guys all know about Daniel, right? He was, uh, again, they manipulated the king, and the king, they were so only supposed to pray to whatever the king said, but, but Daniel was a devout lover of God, worshiping God all the time. And again, he didn't waver. He stood on what he believed, and he prayed what it always does. And then they said, all right, now you're going to go into the lion's den. Now, there's a, there's a hotel up in Phoenix 
It's great, called the Great Lodge, was it called? Wolf Lodge, right? And they got this bear den. But this is a different one that Daniel's going into. Doesn't have no bed. Okay? So they put Daniel in the lion's den. And, and they were going to, they were assuming that he was going to be consumed. But David's faithfulness to God allowed him to live through the night. Again, this was, this was a, a, a trial, uh, I think, to the greatest length. Standing in a, in, a, in, a, in a den with lions. I know they do it in circuses, and, but, but these are things, uh, uh, animals that are, are uh, beaten to death, uh, close to death, and, and that's why they're obedient to the people in the, in the circus. But this is a wild lion. And David survived. And this is what the king did. In, in verse 26, he said, I make a decree that in every dominion of my kingdom, men tremble in fear before the God of Daniel, for he is the living God and steadfast forever, and his kingdom that which, that which shall not be destroyed, and his dominion shall be even unto the end. He delivers and rescues, and he works signs and wonders in heaven and on earth. Who has delivered Daniel from the power of the lions? So this Daniel prospered in the reign of Darius and in the reign of Cyrus of Persia. Again, because of that steadfastness in God, the world made a decree about this God that they serve. But not only did a decree was made, they were promoted. They were elevated. There's another story. There's more than these three stories. Joseph. Anybody remember Joseph? Sold off as a slave. He was accused of, of uh, harassing the king's wife thrown in jail and became second only to Pharaoh in the land of Egypt. You know, sometimes we, we're going through things and, and, and we're thinking that, that we've lost everything. Yeah, there was a time in my life that I, that I lost everything. You know, and... and uh, Sometimes it's a good thing. Sometimes we hold on to things that we shouldn't hold on to. You know, sometimes we hold on to things that even God don't want us to hold on to. But, but we're so stubborn at times. But you know, if we sell ourselves out to who God is in our lives and follow his word, follow his directions. You know, it'll always turn out good. It, it, it doesn't mean that, that life's going to be all party, party. Well, yeah, it is, though. Yeah? 
Isn't it? Yeah, maybe that was a wrong example. Because when you're serving God, it's always good. It's always good. But there's going to be times where, you know, it's going to be rough. But when the times get rough, it just sharpens our faith. It allows us to, to dig deeper into our, our spirit and become closer to God. You know, like uh, Justice was speaking about when she started worshiping God, you know, what, what she felt was that presence of God falling on her. You see, we always have the Holy Spirit with us. It's within us. But there's some times where when we let go and we let God and we can really feel it. It's real. It's real. It's, it's not a fantasy. It's real. When God falls upon you, that's why I can relate to what you're saying. I know that. I, I've been there in my car screaming to God. You know, there's examples in the Bible of that. You know, that the guy of short stature, he was, he, God's coming, but he was too short to see over the people. What he did is he climbed up on a tree and he started screaming. The beggar, the blind man, who, who was it, that, you know, he was saying, oh, son of David, heal me. And people were saying, shut up, you know, but he did it. He screamed louder. He screamed louder. Why? Because he desired. He desired some change in his life. He desired. He saw the opportunity. He saw the opportunity of change. And he wanted a greater result. He wanted a greater result. And today, we have that opportunity. We have that opportunity. Don't be silent. Shout. You know, the greatest example that we have is babies. Babies. When they're like one just born from born to, I don't know, maybe two. Two is the worst. Um, but they don't keep quiet when they want, right? When they need to change, their diaper needs to be changed. They'll be screaming. When they're hungry, what do they do? They make a lot of noise. And, but when we really in desperate need of God's touch, oh, God, please help me. Yeah. Yeah. God, I need you now. Right now I need you. Right now. Get his attention. Because when you activate your faith and you start raising your voice, you get the results you need. You get the results you need. Because what does, as, as a father, when your child cries out to you and yells of need, what do you do? Slap them. That's a good thing. <laughs> Wrong person. <laughs> But but I, I know he's just joking. But but we meet the needs of our children, right? Your parent, your mom. What do you do when your kid cries out for something? Depends on their age, right? Okay. But <laughs> but but we gotta understand that, you know, if we do good things, I, I, it's in the word, you know. 
It's in the word. If, if we do good things to our, for our children, how much more would the Father do for us? How much more would he change our situation? How much more when the opportunity of change arises, we only expect great results? We cannot expect less. We're not serving that type of God. We serving a God. What is that song was saying? When has impossible? When? When has impossible ever been something that God thinks about? Because we serve a God of the impossible. I mean, when he needed coffee, he created coffee. Right? You know? When he needed fellowship, what did he do? He created man. Hey, yeah, you know, Jesus said, I know I talk to you a lot, but man, let's go get another friend. He creates people. He creates things. He created water. He created the sun. He created the stars. Why did he do all that? He did it for our pleasure. But when we're in deep, we forget that he loves us so much that he created the world for us. So great opportunity can result in great change. But it depends on each individual. What drives you? You know, Job got blessed double what he had lost. You know, in Job, um, Job, Job chapter 2. Job chapter 2, number uh, verse 25. It says here, And I will restore to you the years that the locust has eaten, the canker worm, and the caterpillar, and the palmer worm. I don't know what all that is. My great army which I send among you. It says here, He will restore to you. It's up to you. It's up to you. Um, it's up to you to receive what the Father had already said he will do for you. But opportunities of change can bring great results. It brought a great result uh, in Job's life. It Shadrach, Meshach, they were promoted. The God was recognized in the kingdom. Daniel, promoted, recognized. Joseph, promoted. His God was recognized. So let's get our God recognized. Let's, let's allow these great opportunities or these opportunities of change become great results for our God, our King, and our Master. Dear Heavenly Father, I just thank you right now. I thank you that your word is true. Your word has been proven that it is true, Father God. I just thank you right now that each and every one that is sitting here be, be uh, uh, filled with your word, Father God. Filled to the brim, Father God. Overflowing, Father God. Because you are the God that does not, uh, uh, has no limits. You're limitless, Father God, and, and let us be limitless in, in your word, Father God. Let us be limitless 
and getting full of your word, Father God. Jesus said that if we eat his flesh and drink his blood, Father God, and that's what we desire, to eat your word constantly. And then that blood that saved us, that sanctified us, and brought us in right standing with you, Father God. We just thank you for that, Father God. We thank you that uh, you have opened our eyes of our hearts that we may see what you see, Father God. Open our hearts of our understanding that we may do your work and your will, Father God. And I just thank you right now, Father God, that each and every one that is here today, they'll be blessed and let your word manifest in their life, Father God. And let us not waste opportunities of change that we may receive great results, that we may glorify you in the results, Father God, and that we give you all the glory and honor in Jesus' name. Amen.